This week's episode of the Bench Time Podcast is brought to you by our patrons. Thank you guys. We have a few patrons out there. Um, the more patrons we get, the more content we're going to be able to produce, but you guys help keep the lights on. Uh, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash customs to also become a patron of the show. Check out what you can get in return for becoming a patron. we got some cool stuff. Again, it's it's patreon.com forward slash customs. Love you guys. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of the Bench Time Podcast, presented by HO Scale Customs. Now buckle up, you fine scale freaks. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley. This is episode 23. So uh, this week we have an awesome special guest. It is Kenny Crump from kcworkshop.com. You probably heard about us talk about a bunch of his things. We, we love working with his stuff. He's got some cool kits. We've done. We've been fortunate to been able to, you know, work on a few things of his and get our hands on some of his stuff. And uh, welcome, Kenny. Thank you for coming on the show. Hey, thanks, guys. So, um, Hi, Kenny. thanks for having me. Sure. Yeah. So, so we, so we've been talking about your stuff on the show, and our listeners are probably pretty familiar with everything uh, that we've been working on because we've been sharing a lot of photos and and everything of our work from you mainly the blue slipper tavern and the goober's garage that my dad's working on but um but yeah i know you got a lot more in the pipeline too so um yeah we have a touch on in the pipeline. yeah uh, I, I gotta say you know i've been wanting to get you on the show for quite a while and i know we, you know we've been dealing with the scheduling thing trying to make it work for everybody uh but you know for us you as as kenny crump with casey's workshop uh, when we went to well, the first time we saw you, we met you at the show at the expo, uh, at up the in expo last year, right? Yes. Yep. At the expo in Altoona and Brett and I were walking through and we were checking out, you know, different kit manufacturers and trying yeah. to come up with stuff for our own thing. But we went up there for the purpose of, to meet some people and, uh, try and, you know, learn a little bit about, uh, who we could, you know, who's approachable in this hobby. It was where we, we were new to that part of it or this podcasting. And we wanted mm-hmm. to talk to, uh, you know, the kit manufacturer guys that, such as yourself. And, um, and I'll be honest with you, you were the first one that really came out and just was very approachable. In fact, we were looking at your stuff. I was buying Bob's uh, bait and beer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, some storefronts that you had there, and a couple other things. And then Brett, I believe, yeah, I picked got, up. Um, I picked up the aging paste and and, and some. Uh, you got you got me some of that corrugated roofing, which I I'm obsessed yeah. with. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we we got to stand in there and talking with you and talking with you. And you had mentioned that you'd seen some of our our work on on uh, our Facebook page, I believe. And um, and, I, and and that was great and you know but you were very very of all the people we met there you were the most approachable you were you know you were very casual and talking to us about it we 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 did bring up the podcast and you said yeah sure just give us a shout and uh you know and we it just kind of rolled from there but when we left one of the things when we said when we left there and I, I, i'm not you know I'm, i don't want to say anything bad about any other people at the show there were some marvelous people there and we met some really cool people and some of them we've had on the show already um but when we walked out and we were heading out to the parking lot um 
to go eat at uh, what restaurant was at Permanis. And um, Brett said, you know what? He said, that Kenny guy was super cool. I enjoyed talking with him. He was very He's very laid back, and, and and he said, "That's a guy we could go have a beer with," and uh, <laughs> exactly, we got well, that feeling. It was it was great. So uh, well, that's you pretty good because I kind of got the same feeling. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, I think yeah, no, I, it was, I think it was just a, it was just a good interaction we had with you, and we knew we uh we knew we wanted right. to just you know when going into the show we had some ideas of a podcast and some things some things like that so. You were definitely one of our yeah. top picks to try and get on the show. So what's going on? Uh, well, enough about us and and, our, uh, and what's going on over here. But um, what do you have going on over in your world? What's going on new? Oh, what's going on new? Well, you know about Goober's Garage, which is the one I, which kid I'm just putting out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a laser cut brick uh, or laser cut cinder block. Mm-hmm. Um, it pretty much it's a basic garage you'd find in any little town on any little side of the road would fit in on pretty much any uh, anybody's layout or diorama or something along those lines. Uh, that's the that's what what's coming out now. And the other things I'm working on at the moment, um, actually working on um, the expo kit for this year's expo in November. Oh, that's cool. I just started just started some work on that over the last couple of weeks. Uh, that's great. So that's the, that's going to be a larger kit towards the end of the year. Goobers is cool. I love it. We're going to touch on that in a little bit here. Um, there's a bunch of features on it that are just out, outstanding, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, but the um, you know we're going to talk a little bit about you to start you out, and I want to hear you know what got you started as a model railroader i mean when was that i mean what did you know how who let's just start with when you guys started um well i got started as a kid and you know used to have the you know the proverbial line all running around the living room floor layout you know and mom would make you pack it up throw it back in the closet and there it would sit and I would say kind of set in a box in a closet until about 10 years ago. And, you know, I had been doing classic cars for a while, had a couple of classic cars I was working on uh-huh. and uh, got to a point where I couldn't do it anymore and uh, sold my classic car and looked at my wife and said, you know, what? I'm going to build a train layout. Oh, cool. And literally did. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> and, uh, and and had that for up until about three years ago. Yeah. Um, oh, that's awesome. And had to tear it down. But, you know, that was what pretty much got me back into this hobby, got me back into building craftsman structures. Right. Um, because, you know, I built this train layout and you had to start buying kits and putting kits together. And one thing led to another, to scratch building, to, yeah. you know, putting out my own kits. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and I think that's how a lot of kid, people started as a kid with a train set and the floor, <laughs> you know. And, you know, and then, of, of course, it's it's a bug that catches. And not every kid is going to revert back to it. You saved it. You went back to it. And, you know, obviously you had, if you're working on classic cars, I mean, you're a detail person. And, uh, so, you know, so the fine scale detailing of the model railroading is something that's definitely going to be an instant appeal for you, I'm sure. But, um, that's, uh, that that is, uh, now, now 
with the cars. Um, do you find when you do uh, when you do your model railroad layout, uh, do you do you work really hard with a, a, a scale vehicle? You do them or the uh, no, not at uh, all. So much, no, not at all. <laughs> well, but, now, uh, when you when you got into yeah, that's kind of. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. no. Um, You're on. Yeah, one thing you know, but one thing led to another, and you know, people started coming over and looking, and you know, looked looked at some of my structures that I had built, and were like, "You should make make a kid out of that." And I was like, "Nah, no, no." <laughs> and you know, after a while, it was you know, okay, let me try this, and I, you know, got started and put things together, and one thing led to another, and you know, then I started doing kits. So, oh, wow. so are some of your kits, um, and you know, are they inspirations off of things that you originally built, like from scratch, or? Um, I know, the, um, I know that in the that, beginning they were, yeah. Okay. Yeah. In the beginning they were things I had, you know, scratch built, um, some of the things I had scratch built earlier on were things I couldn't afford at the time. Right. You know, that I had seen that I liked, um, you know, but then one thing led to another and, and you just, you know, you, everything progressed from there. Right. Um, you know, as I'm looking around at my workshop, I'm looking at about 40 unhalf built buildings, and <laughs> yeah, that you'd be familiar. shocked. <laughs> I've got a couple you on know, the shelf right now like that. but A couple, yeah. I have about 40. Uh, a couple. <laughs> That's a big difference. <laughs> now, with if, your... you, uh, if you looked at my Facebook page, the picture I posted a couple weeks ago about some uh-huh. shelf orphans, they were literally four buildings that were half done that I pulled down off the shelf. And I said, you know what? This is my weekend project. Uh-huh. I'm finishing these buildings and doing something with them. So. <laughs> I did see that. that. They were cool, too. <laughs> now, when, so, when you, you know, got into the kid uh, building, did you... Uh, did mm-hmm. you start right away with, did you buy a laser printer and just start right into it or? No, actually I started off and I basically got a, a CAD program and started drawing and trying to figure out what to come up with. And then believe it or not, I hooked up with Jeff Grove from Carolina Craftsman Kits mm-hmm. and uh, picked his brain and he was a, a huge help to me. Um a uh, real huge help. And in the beginning, he was doing all my cutting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, one thing led to another. And I finally picked up and bought my own laser and, and then started cutting my own stuff. Right. Um, actually, Jeff and I work really closely together still to this day. We did, we did speak um, to him at a show not long ago. He mentioned and he that. mentioned you over and over. So he, we know you guys are good friends. Yeah, we are. And uh, actually, we've been kicking around. We had done a kit about two years ago. We had done a kit together um, uh, called the Tacoma Stores. And that was a limited edition kit we had sold and uh, sold really well. And actually, we're kicking around right now doing another one. We're just trying to come up with an idea of something to do. Oh, so wow. that's in the, also in the pipeline that him and I are still talking about doing a joint kit again because mm-hmm. uh, it did so well the first time. Yeah, I'm looking at the pictures <coughs> of the Tacoma stores, and that's a... I saw it earlier. It looks pretty, nice. That's a pretty uh, mighty-looking kit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty big kit. I did the brick side. He did the wooden side, and, uh, you know, we packaged it together, and we it was a limited edition. If I'm not mistaken, we only sold, like, 50 of them, uh, but, you know... Cool. We're, you know, we're thinking about doing something for the expo, but I don't think that's going to work out. But 
who knows, we may still come up with some. <laughs> so that's how, you know, in the beginning, he was the one that kind of kind of took me by the hand and led me in the right direction, let's put it that way. Oh, that's cool. And that's that's great. That was, was one of my questions is, you know, who was maybe an influencer for you? Um, you know, from when you started miling, was there a specific influencer as a miler uh, that, you know, oh. That it's going to be the same answer that everybody gives you. It's George. George? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, how many times could you ask that question and not yeah, get that yeah. answer? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, you're absolutely it's, right. And uh, it's pretty hard. You know, to if, if you look at it, it's it, it's hard to not admire and and drool over and yeah. and, and just envy everything you know that he does. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, so. I'm, we'll just make the I next. Think stop asking the, that the damn next question. I think the next the next interview we'll just say. Other than George Celios, <laughs> who is your other than George, who, who, who do you admire? Yeah, but uh, well, but that's you know, you, I mean, that's pretty much the 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 pat answer for everybody, oh, yeah. if I'm not sure. mistaken. Yeah, sure. man, I mean, it's what it's what we found for ourselves too. I that's mean, what everyone how, aspires to have their stuff look like. Absolutely, and, and you know what? So what? What a great model! What a great you know, role model for every model or whatever out there, uh, because there's, yeah. you know, there's really nothing you can pick apart on this stuff. And, and, uh, it's like, it's, yeah, that's great. But, yeah, um, the problem with that is you, you fall back into patterns. I've, I've sat down and I started to build something and, and, and started building it with the whole intention of going, this is going to be crisp and clean and not look all dilapidated and beat up. And by the end of the, by the end <laughs> of building the prototype, it's, dilapidated, beat up, <laughs> rusty, you know, and, and you go, well, okay, I did it again. Yeah. yeah <laughs> That's my problem. Well. You know, with all, with all intentions of starting out, you know, with, with, with just nice pristine colored walls and right. so forth and so on, you know, and never ends up that way. No. You know, and then I, I, I'm looking around, I, I, yeah, I'm looking around the workshop right now going, no, I don't see anything crisp and clean in here at all. <laughs> So, you know, there's all the George Selyus influence coming back to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I only have one or two that I kept crisp and clean, and uh, and that was a Bar Mills that's like, uh, booty corner. That's, and like, that, that, mm-hmm. that's it. Crisp and, clean is, crisp and clean is, like, sacrilegious in my in my workbench. It just does not happen. Yeah, yeah you, you can see the room I'm standing in right now. <laughs> yeah. There is no part about crisp and clean about it. <laughs> I, my workbench is like that pretty much all the time, too. Um, yeah, well, so, my, work, my daughter came home from school and said, Dad, we're cleaning your workshop before I go back to college. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because um, this is a mess. <laughs> well, my son's is the worst and messiest. Hey, that hey, I've seen. hey, hey! <laughs> so I don't, I don't expect uh, him to come up here and clean up mine. But um, the uh, uh, I send you a picture of mine when this is all said and done. You'll be shake. You'll be you'll be second guessing that. It's it's functional, right? Don't make fun of our workbenches. They're functional. We I know where everything yeah, is. Yeah, it's functional. I know where everything is. <laughs> exactly. Um, Most now, of the time. When you um, what are what are some of your favorite kits that you've done? My favorite kits that I've done, I would have to say, I would have to say my my one my first favorite would probably be Cameron Street Apartments. Okay. Um, or or Jack 'em Up Tire Repair. Yeah, they're, um, they're both pretty cool. 
The Cameron you know, Street Jack one up is an just, early kid. Uh, I was just going to say the Cameron Street one is cool because it's kind of I I like that one because it's I, I I just I like the taller. I'm starting to work towards taller buildings for my scratch uh-huh. builds, and that that kind of thing is just cool to see. Yeah. yeah, that that was the first four-story building I had done. Um, I want to do a couple more. Right. Um, and then, then Jack-em-up Tire Repair actually was originally an earlier kit. Um, didn't sell very well. Um, stopped selling it uh, for about a year mm-hmm. and redid a bunch of things on it, and now it's been one of my most popular kits. Oh, that's great. Well, you so know what? It, it, um, it has that... You, I, I can see... Where you have some, because you mentioned earlier that you work with, you know, um, classic cars. And uh-huh. uh, so you have some kind of garage influence there. That's, is that what that, yeah, because you built yeah, that pretty much. That was Ubers. And, um, yeah. and I'm thinking about getting the two of them and putting them side by side on our layout, actually, as a tire. Actually, and that a, would look cool. Yeah, yeah. But, um. No, that's, yeah, that's but when I did, when I, but, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just, I was going to jump into another kit, so you go I right think, ahead. I think I just want to say one thing about Jack 'em Up. We were, I was talking with you at the expo about Jack 'em Up tire that you have, and mm-hmm. I think the cool thing about that kit is, um, a it's it's simple, but at the same time, it has a lot for a for a simple kit. So it's something that is affordable and easier for the like the person who wants to try out a couple you know craftsman kits wood kits yeah but then at the same but then at the same time it doesn't it doesn't have a lot of frills right but then at the same time someone who's got a lot of potential right someone who has a lot of experience could take the same kit and really just blow it out of the water or someone who's newer won't have much as much issue as many troubles with it learning how to do a craftsman kit Exactly, and it doesn't have to be a tire repair. It could it could work on a on a dock scene. It could work uh, pretty much anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got a lot of flexibility. Right. And, and I found so, that yeah. too with the uh, I did Bob's bait and beer, and uh, mm-hmm. and I bought that at the at the show. It was a, I was about out of money that weekend because <laughs> I had been there for a couple of days already, and I was like, you know what, I gotta get I, this. My, my wife walked by it. And she goes, I really like, because I was looking at your, um, the pharmacy, uh, Sweetman Pharmacy, and I was going to mm-hmm. get the Sweetman Pharmacy, and uh, she said, you have a lot of storefronts. She goes, why don't you try, I like this little Bob's Bait and Beer. And I was like, I'll pick it up. And I, you know, I got it, and I'm like, okay, this is a pretty cool, I see bait shops and stuff, there's all the kit manufacturers make a bait shop, okay? Everybody but does. None of them have a counter. You know, where you can actually go up and buy the bait right there and outdoor. And when I go to marinas and such, you know, in you know, I have fished and uh, and Brett has as well down in the um, uh, Lewes, Delaware area. And along this, the marina down there, they all have these little bait shops with counters and stuff. And, you know, what was the captain? Who's that? But it reminds it reminded me of that. It reminded me of the, the buildings that sit right along the marina. And I was like, that, is a, that was really cool how they had that little side outbuilding. It wasn't just that. On the outside of that building, it had the, uh, the shingled siding. 
you know, the the shaker siding. And I was like, that is that is just like you would see in a sea town, you know. It's not well, just shaker. the other thing about Bob's. Yeah, and the other thing about Bob's is when I did Bob's, I did it as kind of a beginner's kit <laughs> that covered all sorts of different uh, textures. Right. If you had it, it has corrugated, it has shingles, it has shake shingles, it has tar paper, it has uh, clap. I think it has clapboard. Yep. You know, it has everything you, you 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 could probably have to contend with all in one kit. Yeah. So it's a I kind mean, of a get, get your feet wet, get your feet wet kind of kit for somebody yep. who wanted to just start out in building. And it's, yeah. and it's low cost, it, you know, so there's not a lot of outlay in it. I think, what's it, 3250 Yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, so, I mean, it's not a bad price kit, um, but it also gives you practice on, on doing all these different textures. Right. Yeah, you know, and, it's not I, just all wood. It's not just all all, all shingles, or not just all raised, raised you know, standing right. seam roofing. Yeah, it gives you the ability to practice on all sorts of different, you know, formats. Right, and and you know, so that it's, matter, a, it's a good one for beginners. Yeah, and it, it, it takes up a, a tiny footprint, but there's a lot of character in every little corner of that thing. I mean, there's. It, there's lots of places when I did it and I took the photos of my Bob's Bait and Beer although it was I gave it a different name I don't want to can't remember how what it was put a sign on the top of it and um, a billboard sign of my own and then of course um, but the um, ev- there's little pocket areas where you can add lots of little small detail parts, you know, piles and skids and things like that um, in different areas. Like your of- bait buckets? Yeah, like my bait buckets. Yeah, I, I did, that's what yeah. I did with the bait buckets. I, I was just, I don't, what, I don't know what I was thinking. I'd say, you know what? You can't just have a bait counter empty and just sitting there. It's got to be something sitting on it. So we right. <laughs> so just made the big buckets. And I had fun with that, too. But, um, you know, it was, it was just, it, it's going to go on our pier uh, out over our harbor. And uh, I, I kind of want it right on the pier, which is neat. But uh, I really, really, uh, I really like that kit for the versatility that it had in being able to add extra detail to it. I mean, even though it was just a small, you know, a kit to get somebody started out in the finer details, um, it was cool. And, yeah, uh, but that's where that one started. I mean, it's, I had a conversation with Jeff about it, and he said that, you know, they, something that was needed was something that was a beginner's kit mm-hmm. that could give everybody the experience. Right. And right. not feel like they were if they spent thirty dollars on it or thirty two dollars on it that and they they made mistakes they could feel like they could make mistakes right right you know and you buy a two hundred dollar kit you're afraid of making mistakes and yeah. and the and the truth is in it they they were probably going to buy at that price point they're probably going to buy a thirty dollar plastic kit anyways and glue it together. You know, it's it's you're, a it's a very you're hundred percent correct. It's a it's yeah. you're right on the price line there of of. Uh, of the, and there's nothing wrong. Some of the plastic kits look, people do very good jobs on them. And I, we were talking with Jason Jensen. Um, he's done some plastic kits that look fantastic. So we're not bashing plastic, but a lot of the people that are probably transitioning into doing a more tedious kit, it's, it's right in their price range. Yeah. 
Yeah, I have a actually I have an RDA kit sitting here on my um that... right here in front of me on my table that I've been itching to try oh, to which see one whether it? I could do get do justice to it. Which one do you have? Oh, which one is it? Is it the Iron Forge? Uh, yep. I did it. And I'll you just, did it? Yeah, good luck. Yeah, Delaney Ironworks. <laughs> What's that? Delaney Ironworks? Yeah, yep. It's like four yeah, buildings. I have it sitting right here. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm just. Whew. Brett said good luck. <laughs> Brett said good luck. Yeah. I, uh, now, I have it sitting here, and I've heard, I've heard some stories about him, and I was like, ah, you know, I'll give it a whirl. Let me see if I can I'll, do it justice. But it's I'll, been still, still sitting here. I'll tell you. I have to redo the whole kit for, and, and this was, that was probably one of my last plastic kits that I bought, um, about two years ago. And I, and I was still learning a little bit how to do a little bit better, uh, painting and, and, and detail work. I was, it was a, I was a crack. It was a, it was a work in progress, but the Delaney Ironworks is the walls are awesome. The detail and the stonework. It's awesome. I had to go back and repaint. I actually went back and repainted all the stones, different colors, and the windowsills were all different shades of white, and it looks fantastic now that I redid it. The only problem I had with those kits was the plastic parts, um, like the detail parts. There's, uh, you, you have to cut the, you have to remove them from the like the 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 molding spurs or whatever they're called, and you. I just had to mm-hmm. sand. I had to sand everything forever. It just took. That was my only complaint about it, as I just had to sand forever to get all those little spurs off of all the plastic detail parts. And, and it was a hard plastic, too. I mean, it was not like your normal plastic model Yeah, it kits. wasn't it like was... a DPM. Yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't like, look very hard. forgiving. No. no. <laughs> so, anyway. I'll tell you, speaking of plastic. It does look yeah. awesome when it's finished. So I'm, I'm no. looking forward to seeing, once you, do, once you do finally start it, I'm looking forward to see how it comes out turns out for you. It's a stone structure too, so and and, and the stonework's not too bad. It has a potential, and for the price, to be was, nice with some really well well painted stone. And it wasn't overpriced, if I remember. Nah, the price yeah. No, it's like thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so now now one of the other things, and I'm not going to really get into this too much with you, but that I think Brett will, and and that's the uh, the kit that he built, the blue slipper. And mm-hmm. it, it's it's like you were mentioning with Bob's Bait and Beer, how you offer the versatility of um, different uh, different material or different um, mediums as far as you know the, the the siding, the roofing, that type of thing. And I've noticed that in that kit with that he put together, uh, it was very much a similar thing. But now it's a bigger. It's a larger structure, so it's a little more advanced, maybe not overly advanced, but I mean, not, not out of the realm of being able to somebody to figure it out. But it offers that same many different types of um, things to learn by, and but on a bigger scale. I thought it was really cool. Thank so, you. Yeah, yeah. No, that one. Uh, that one is actually I had done. That was my actually second brick structure I had done. Mm-hmm. Um, I had done one right before that called Linda's Luncheonette, which was a single story little luncheonette. And, uh, and I had gotten a picture of the prototype for, um, the blue slipper from, uh, guy up in, uh, in Illinois. And he had sent me a picture of it and said, Hey, this would make a great kit. And I was like, Hey, you know, it really would. And, uh, 
you know, one thing led to another, and I'm, you know, and was doing a little more with brickwork, and uh, threw that together, and I've worked on that for a long time. Um, that one probably took me about six months. Wow. Um, and turned out really nice. I was really happy with it. Uh, I thought I did it pretty. I, I thought I did it justice. Let's put it that way. I. Oh yeah. I uh, I love that kit. By the way, that that might have been one of my favorite to assemble and not just cause we're, we got you on the phone here right now, but I, I don't know. Sometimes you just get work and you're probably the same way. You get to working on something and you're, it just clicks and you're like, man, I am loving working on this kit right now. It's one of those ones where you, you, you start, you can't wait to get back home and work on it that evening just cause you're, you're wrapped into it. Um, but that, that same thing happened to me with, with Cameron street apartments. Yeah, that it, was the last, you know. You get addicted to working it on it. flowed. Yep. Yeah, no, that one just flowed. I, I actually did, I know we're talking about the Blue Slipper, but Cameron Street Apartments, when I did that kit, I started it on a Friday afternoon, and my wife had gone out of town for the weekend, <laughs> and I had that kit finished by Sunday. Dang. <laughs> and I love a weekend like that. Is, <laughs> it just it just was like and one thing led to another and, oh this would look cool oh that would look cool oh this would be really neat you know and it was just one thing after the other and it needs an oil tank on the roof you know and, <laughs> and so forth and so on you know camera so that was that was for me that one was just was the one that you know i just couldn't pull myself away from ended up wasting a whole weekend on it and and before the weekend was over i was uh i was already ready to start producing the damn thing and, and start selling them. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it, it's, it's totally worth it. Cause it, that's it, a beautiful kit. It's a great feeling when you, when you do that and then you're, you're finished and you know, you put everything into it just cause you were so wrapped up into something like that. But I wanted to just kind of, I got the kit. I have blue slipper tavern right in front of me. Now I went over off the shelf and grabbed it, mm-hmm. but, uh, I'm just, I mean, I had, I took a little bit of liberties, when you sent it to me and, and and added a little bit to it, but for the most part, I tried to build it to what the photo and and the and the you sent me the street view photos of it and everything, and I kind of tried to keep it pretty similar to what um, the kit was, kind of a prototype build. But I, I added a little bit to it. But like my dad was saying, I I just I loved everything that you included with it, including the shingles, and I roughed them up a little bit. And uh, I the I think really the only thing drastic that I added to it was. Uh, I added the brick sidewalk the whole way around it versus um, just in the front. Yeah. Uh, so I have a sidewalk on three sides. And then my what I do plan to do is we have some people to paint. And I have some people that are like laying over or uh, like slouching. So I'm going to make out in the back where I put that little fence and a little corner area is make a little like drunkard scene out back. Um I got yeah, you know, my original of that. I had the drunkard scene on the side, right near that little. Brown I had the building. I had the drunks in the alley. Yeah, next right. Yeah, exactly. That's, and that kit was so. cool. We looked we looked up we looked up the Blue Slipper Tavern on Google um, Google Maps and did the uh, you know where you can actually go down the street level. And uh, <laughs> and we we kind of picked it right up the actual crew goober. Uh, he sent goober. me the link to the Street View. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was him that sent you the link. Yeah, Kenny sent the link oh, to, okay. the, to the 
prototype or to the actual oh, I building. Yeah. I looked it up myself and I was like, oh, that is, a, I looked it up at work and uh, I was checking it out on my desk at work and going up and down the street and trying to get every angle I could just looking at it. And and uh, I thought, that's cool. It's a prototype. And, and there's not a lot of real good prototypes out there. That one was well done. Yeah, it took a couple of liberties here and there, but, you know, for the most part, it's pretty true to form. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I like it. I, I, think I, I, extend, I increased the size of the little shed on the, the little outbuilding on the left-hand side. I increased the size of that a little bit, but yeah, and then awesome. the bricked-up windows. But, that part, I, you know, it's pretty true to form. That yeah. part is probably, I'm looking at it right now, that is probably my favorite part of that kit is the, the bricked-up windows. And I... I painted them the, a red brick color, so it looks like it was done with a mm-hmm. late, like, you know, 20 years down the road, they bought a different color brick and patched it up that way. And and uh, we got, when we posted it on our Instagram uh, and our Facebook page, we had actually received comments about that bricked up window. That And that's just mm-hmm. such a, it, it's a neat thing. It's, it, it's something that people normally do as a scratch build or a kit bash that you don't usually see in a kit. And in, I remember in the instructions, you specifically said that these pieces are meant to brick out some windows. So it's that that alone I thought was cool because normally the instruction, normally the kits come with enough windows to fill the whole thing, and you're actually you know telling people to brick out some windows, which it is something you just don't see in a lot of kits. Well, it's one of those little little itty bitty touches that you know what make all the difference in the world. You don't see right. it at first, you know. That, that you don't notice, and then you look at it a second time and a third time, and you go, "Man, that's pretty cool." Hey, I like that. Right, and, and I did yeah. it. I'm doing it right now with goobers, uh, and I even talked to you about that prior. Is uh, <clears throat> that one extra? Those extra window cutouts I fit in there, and it really, I really like the fact that. I just inset it like just like a one thirty second of an inch uh, in, and uh, it just it really stands out. And I love the idea because I've been driving around in our Harrisburg, Pennsylvania area, um, you know, going back and forth to work and stuff. And you know, I go buy some garages that are very similar to Goobers, and uh, I think just about every town has one. You know, a Goobers right, so garage. Yeah, everywhere you go. I right. something along it, some garage that's, you know, similar, similarly shaped and right. And, you know, looks beat up and run down and sure. Whether they're selling used tires out of it now or doing whatever, but yeah, no, every town has one. And, and a lot of them have that blocked up window, you know, or, you know, a mm-hmm. couple blocked up windows. And I thought that, that is, is pretty cool. So I'm trying to try and make it look like that. That is a, that is another kit. That um, that I'm working on here now uh, that you gave me as, to use as a test uh, a test kit, and I'm telling you, this is my first time doing a cinder block wall. And you and I mentioned it in the past when we were communicating is um, the fact that not many people, not many kit manufacturers out there that I've seen have done a cinder block wall. I did see it on. One of your buildings has it as a. It's um, uh, the Camera Street. It looks like yeah, Camera Street apartments have cinder block on the bottom. On the bottom, has yes. it on the back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. and um, you know, it's neat. And at first, when I got it, I was like, you know what? This is gonna be. This is gonna be like the brick. It's gonna be like the one when you do a brick building. Because I just and we're gonna talk about that in a couple minutes here. But um, 
I had some of your brick pieces that you that you do, uh, and you cut them special for me for the for for a kid I'm, uh, for something I'm putting together a special project, and uh, on Annapolis building, and um, mm-hmm. and I I started working with that brick, which is a marvelous thing to work with, and I'm having so much fun. I've made it almost identical to the photos of what I'm working with, uh, but I thought you know what the cinder blocks. I'm gonna, they gotta work just like the brick. <laughs> well, and they do. If you sort of look like a cinder block, you know, if you keep it the cinder block color, yes. Um, so, so what I, but I had this other idea in my head that I was gonna paint the cinder blocks. Uh, I painted them with a gray, like a gray, uh, gray primer from a rattle can and did the walls that way. And then filled in, um, this back, use a spack, dap spackling and worked it in and mm-hmm. it looked great. And I was like, ah, and I messaged Brett and I sent him some photos. And I said, what do you think? Should I go with, should I just, would they have just plain old plain cinder block walls or, you know, and I, the other half painted up top or do I just paint the lower half white and the upper half red? And he's like, well, you know, I might, you know, he said, yeah, they would definitely have cinder, plain cinder block walls. But then I got thinking about it after I hung up and I was like, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go and try and paint it. So the idea was that the, the, the fa- the uh, primer that I put on for the basic gray of the cinder block um, would be always underneath. So as I scratch the white paint away, um, I could actually expose it and make it look like you know the white paint's peeling off of it. Peeling off. Yeah, it was. It, it wasn't working out for me. <laughs> I did it. So you spray painted it all gray again and started over. Well, uh, actually, no. I sponged. I took a sponge, uh, one of my blotter sponges I use for painting, and I soaked it in water um, and then got some of the water out of it and just kind of dabbed on it and let it sit there for a couple of minutes. And then I took a, a these, it's going to sound stupid, but I got these white gun. <laughs> We used to do a lot of Civil War reenacting over the years, uh, Brett and I both. And I had, I, I not, no longer am I doing uh, the soldiering of that anymore, uh, do some civilian stuff, but I had a gun, uh, you know, a musket, a rifle. And uh, we'd clean them out with these white gun cleaning patches. And I have stacks of this stuff. So I took this white soft cloth after I wet it down a little bit and I just kind of gently wiped it and it. It come off, and I was like, "That's great!" And I had my gray walls back without a lot of damage or anything. <laughs> it looked awesome. In fact, it left a little bit of a white residue that I kind of liked leaving it there because it made it look more like um, some of the uh, uh, foundry, spa- the you know, the, fa- the spackling that uh, that we use. It made it look like the mortar was you know roughshod in a couple spots, and I, and I liked that. Um, so I saw yeah. that you could chip away some. The neat thing is you can cut away a couple of the blocks on the corners, and um, I'm liking that. And but you know, you may, it's one of the things for us is you know we're trying to teach the the listeners and the viewers or people that go to our website that you know we're going to make mistakes and we're going to you know, we we like to model we like to think we're decent modelers, but you know think. we want we like to, to teach, think we are. That's what I said, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but we want we want 
them to see when we make a mistake. I want them to say, oh, well, hey, you know what? They screwed up. And, uh, you know, this is what we did wrong. And we'll tell them. But um, and also, but it, 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 it it's not always done for when it's done. OK. And you can you can make it look, you know, fantastic. Even if you've made well, a mistake. Sometimes your mistakes turn out to be your best, best, yeah. best effort. That is a fact. We were we fact. were talking with um, who did we have on the show? And we were talking about mistake. We had a whole episode. I think it was just us. We had a whole episode mm-hmm. talking about mistakes, yep. uh, and yep. and it's funny that you either learn from them or, uh, you know that you learn from them and you just like, well, I'm never doing that again. Or you end up looking at it going, well, that's not what I planned, but it actually looks pretty. You know, it looks pretty bad. It actually that worked way. pretty well. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and what I liked about this, what I liked the most about the walls on this kit, beside the fact that the center block and it hasn't been done much, is that because of that mistake, and because I had to use a little water to remove the paint, the, the acrylic paint that I didn't want on there anymore in that section, I taped off the red section. I was happy with that. Um, was the fact that your walls. And this is a testament to your kits. They have a thicker quality to them. They're not out of proportion thickness. They are correct um, as far as their scaleness, uh, the scaling on it goes. But they are just a little bit thicker than some of the other kits manufacturers make. And what happens when you wet walls is they tend to warp. And we all know that. But... These did not. They did not change their form. They did not warp up on me. Um, there's a lot of room and forgiveness in these, um, and I think it has uh, has a lot to do with the fact that you make a nice, solid product uh, with your walls. You, they really are. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah any of my brickwork or my, my my cinder block work, my stonework that I'm working, I'm doing some stonework now, too. All that I do with 330 seconds in bass as opposed to 116th. Right. Um, just for that reason, <clears throat> it gives you a, a little more to play with. It's more in scale. Sure. Um, it doesn't warp as much. Um, I find that when you start doing the brickwork, a lot forgiving. <laughs> but I find when you <laughs> when you do the brickwork on on one sixteenth inch bass, once once you've engraved it, now you're down to almost a thirty seconds of an inch. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's much true. Now you're really thin. Yeah, yeah. And it's, they're that's, really thin. It starts to warp worse. Or, um, or when when it's, it's on not one, as forgiving. When it's on one sixteenth, the worst feeling in the world is when you're messing around with it and it's cut half. You know, one sixteenth and it's cut halfway through. I'm sure you've done this plenty of times. I know we have. And you're trying to manipulate something and you snap the wall in half. Or now you got <laughs> Now you got a repair to make. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we've all done it. Yeah, and it, this is cool. Yeah, too. I mean. The roof. I mean, a lot of my kids. A lot of my kids will still be with still be one sixteenth. But all my brickwork, all my stonework, all my all my cinder right. blocks, I use one thirty second. I'm and sorry, that, uh, three three thirty seconds. You three can, thirty seconds. You can and tell though. It, you can tell though because just with working with um, the Blue Slipper Tavern, you can the walls are just you know they're much. Especially when you're painting them, they're much. You don't have to worry about the warping, and they're much easier to work with. I think. But you, well, you can you can yeah, tell. You, I mean, I, I I suggest to brace them, but I, you could get by without even bracing them if you didn't want to. I still did though. Out of you yeah, know, I everyone. Mean, should. I still do. I still recommend it. And yeah. but you, if you really didn't want to, you could probably get away without it. Out of fear no, of like warping, the, though. I, I like I your bracing diagram. Your bracing diagram on this. Um, 
the way you have it mapped out is, and I loved it, it was almost tongue and groove where it really fit together nice and draws the corners in, especially on block wall like this. And um, mm-hmm. I really liked how that, that that's the first I've seen it done that way. And um, I, I guess you, you know what I'm talking about on this. I hope. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, and that's why I left the door cutouts in there. Because the door cutouts were perfect size. The door cutouts are perfect size to for your spacing. Yep. Um, you know, they're big enough to handle, um, to use as spacers. You got two of them, so if you gunk one up with glue or whatever, you can throw it away and move on to the other one. Right, right. You know. And, and, and so. the windows, the windows are cut uh, to very precise, Um and the you know there are of course masonry windows which is neat. A lot of I've had kits where they put you know you have a brick wall and you get you get a freaking framed window and you're like mm-hmm. what the hell is that? <laughs> that's that's not how they're that's not how a brick wall is you know. And uh, these are nice. Yeah. They're, they're definitely yeah. The- this is a great little kit. Yeah, that kid uses titchy windows. Um, they're not laser cut. Uh, the blue slipper that that uh, Brett did is laser cut windows. Yeah, right. Only right. because t- you can't find a plastic window that fits that size yeah. in a masonry window. Right. And so those, and those, you, know, you have to you have to pick your spots. Those look nice, and it's a that's a whole other experience is working with a two part. Yeah, they're. Uh, they're nice, and you know what? They're uh, tedious, but they look good when you. <laughs> they're a whole night. Done. They're a whole night's project. They uh, are I, a whole night's project. I'll I will give that. you that. I'll second that. But but when yeah, you do them, the, they do look good. Yeah, they they do they do make made up nice, and they look good when they're installed. But they are a whole night's project. I think I actually that that's the only downside of that, and it's nothing on your it's nothing on your side. I uh, I I know my. My basement's kind of dark when I work. I don't have to turn all the lights on, and I dropped one or two. And uh, I just remember swearing at myself, trying to find a piece of the window as I dropped it. So working with two-part windows is is a lot of fun, but uh, and it looks really good. But you got to have got to make sure your lighting's a little better. But you have to have patience. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why there was extra brick to, brick brick sections for the bricked up windows. So when you lost one, you could add an extra <laughs> oh, brick up window. Funny. Hey, that worked out perfect. <laughs> Kenny knows me. The garage doors, Kenny knows the garage doors on this garage are the same way, and they are really cool because they have a lot of there's there's two different versions of the garage doors, and they're mm-hmm. and they're it's neat because each one has its own particular type of detail, and and it because one's on the opposite side of the building and the other, you know, it 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 really. Looks it really looks it's it's really pretty uh pretty creative how you how you came up with two different well and you can you uh, you could use either one I mean you could use both or you can right. use you know the metal the the roll the wooden roll up or the metal roll up or you could use the uh yeah. the wooden one with the squares in it and you could go either way and get a different look either way you went right exactly you could get a a more a more forties look with the with the um, the one with the little squares or the one with the two cutout windows, you could get a more uh, more sixties look, right? You know, depending on what area you were modeling in. So that's why I included both of them. 
Yeah, your versatility uh, is, you could tell there's some thinking when you're putting these kits together uh, that's, that's really creative, and it's not just your standard kit. And, and I'm going to talk about that right now with this roof that I did. I just finished installing this roof um, a couple, two days ago. And on the top of this roof, and this is really cool because it's the first time I've seen it, is you've etched lines into it where there would be boards, the roofing boards underneath your tar paper uh, or whatever roof. Yeah, I think it also has knot holes too, doesn't it? And it has knot holes in it, and it's so cool, and I had a lot of fun with it. Um, What I did, I'll talk about that real quick, um, but what I did was – it ha- the boards are already laser cut in. It goes all the way through. The laser cutting goes all the way through, which is kind of neat. And uh, it leaves – It actually, you can tell where the separation of the boards are. And as you put your tar paper across, you, uh, you can expose different sections of the board. I think there's four different sections that you put on here. I only use three because I like to keep things on odd numbers, and I didn't want to overdo it. Um, but you give the option to where you can, uh, you know, the, the, you know, so I, I exposed three areas and made it really look cool. But what I, what I did with the, with the, uh, the cardstock that it's on, what is that made of? What kind of material is that? Is that like a, um, is that like a, some sort of a, a cut mat, oh, that's, mat uh, board? that's task board. Um, okay. It's uh, you can bend it, bend it. It's uh, formable. You can do a whole lot with that. Well, the, the neat um, thing is, it accepts paint very well. And um, yes, it does. And what I I I have this. I'm really big into, and a lot of modelers may not be into it yet, but I'm into the AK Interactive paint products. And I have mm-hmm. this set of called Old and Weathered Wood. I have both sets. And I started using that on these particular open exposed areas before I put the, the uh, tar paper down. And I made it look like actual real wood planking. It looks amazing. The different shades and everything else in it. And then I put the tar paper over top of it. And I, be, I completely covered it with the tar paper. And I had to, because because of your cuts, and if anybody ever gets this kit, and I recommend it, you highly, you got to go out and get this. This is really, it's really neat. The, the things that are on it are, that we're explaining are just amazing. What he put into it, and it's some of the first times I've seen it done. Um, but when you're putting your tar paper on, I couldn't, I've always used, like, the transfer tape. Okay, and I you can't do that with this because if you do, you, you're going to get it over the spots. So, and you're not going to be able to lay your paper down right. So, I had to glue each one down. But what I did, I only put the glue around the areas uh, around it, and then kind of covered over it. And then I just kind of took my knife and kind of and a pair of tweezers and just picked away at it to make it look like the tar paper is ripping up in spots. And then that's how I did it. Yeah. And then on, in the center <laughs> part of the wood exposed, I took some of that ripped up tar paper that was, um, you know, basically just black construction paper I used. And um, I glued down little areas where it didn't quite peel up off the in the center. You there? The center right. of planking. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's her. Yeah, you're here, Brett. All right. 
And but so um, yeah, it's it's really neat. Uh, I wanted to talk on that because I'm building it now, and you're getting ready to sell it. But there's so much that we can be done. I use the AK Interactive Products on the concrete supports that go over top of the garage doors, and I mm-hmm. use a, um, it's a special concrete type um, additive that you put in to make it look like uh, it's actually not made by AK. And I mixed it in with my acrylic paint, and it gave it a texture like like real concrete does, and it's 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 pretty cool. Um, but the walls are. The cinder block walls are neat, and I'm going to leave them blank um, like they are. I mean, there's like regular gray cinder block walls. I'm going to discolor a couple of them um, with some of the stain materials that I have from AK and uh, put some mildew on them as well, which will which will look kind of neat. But uh, I should be wrapping up soon. But the neat, another neat feature of this is it has a side building that's exposed. It has an open face to it. And um, I'm not sure what you call that because I didn't get any directions with it, so I'm not sure what that was. What wow. that was called. <laughs> oh, the uh, the I thought it would be a make a place where you could change tires, do something yeah. like that, you know, out of the rain. Right. So, um, so you know, like a lot of them have. It's all wood planking. It's pretty cool too, and and um, that's I'm just assembled that now, but it's um it's. Uh, it's neat because I have uh, all these rusty rail casting pieces that I've that I've had over the last year, and I haven't done much with them. And I'm going to put a bench underneath there, and uh, like a workbench with a cabinet and the whole works, and make it like a tool shed type of thing I, that's exposed and open. I have a quick and, question for. Yeah, actually, you got you got the test build on that, and mm-hmm. the test build that I sent you did not come with the rusty rail castings. Oh, okay. That kit also comes with three rusty rails castings. Oh, that's awesome! That's, um, that's a that's that's a big deal there. So yeah, there uh, it comes with. Um, actually, I just pulled them out. It comes with uh, uh, the junk pile of oil drums. Um, oh, also wow. comes with uh, three trash cans and and then one of the workbenches that sits up on the oil drums. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So it comes. It comes with that kit. Comes with, uh, like I said, also in, in addition to the castings you got, it comes with three rusty rails castings. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. I, uh, that's sweet. So, I, and your castings, your your metal castings are 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 also unique and not the same damn castings you get with every every kit that I see down the road. So I like that yeah. too. Sorry, Brett. No, it's okay. Oh, wait, I've been using a lot of Brian and Jill's Brian and Jill Bollinger's from uh, you know Bollinger. Uh, the best castings, mm-hmm. Bowling gradually. Yeah, so I use a lot of Brian and Jill's. Yeah, I love their um, stuff too. So they do a good job. I yeah. um, and you were gonna say something, Brett? Yeah, no, I, I just had a quick question. What what, what was the inspiration uh, for Goobers? I know, you, yeah, I know you quickly talked about the inspiration for um, Blue Slipper Tavern, but uh, what what did you base that on, or was it just kind of in your head? That one kind of just came out of my head. I was, you know, I wanted, I wanted to do a garage, um, and I was like, okay, what, you know, what, what would you see on any any little town in any little area in the country? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what came to ended how it ended up. And you nailed um, it. There was no prototype for that. Um, yeah. It was more of a this is what you would see. It would be pretty, you know, pretty generic, pretty basic. Um, not a whole lot of pomp and circumstance, not a whole lot of frills, you know, a door, a way in, a way out, and uh, maybe a single gas pump, 
you know, just for for the, the anybody in a little town, little town folk. Right. Well, right. And and for, you, for the, uh, you may have touched on that earlier. I just I was looking at it again as my dad was talking, and and I was just wondering, at, you know, after we talked about the other kit, if there was anything you had seen. So it, it's just something. It's it's just cool. It was something that popped into your head with that, and uh, yeah, it, it literally did. Yeah, that's probably and, the and, best. That's the best because kind. of that. Because of the simplicity of it, in that regards, is that there is so many options that you can do, and it hits just every time era. You know, so no matter what time era you're doing, now you can make this for your layout. This is. It, I, I love I love it. It has a really cool billboard sign uh, as well, which I haven't even done yet. I love those cutout letters and stuff on on, on billboards. That, that always is an eye an eye grabber. So speaking you know? of um, yeah, they're fun. Speaking of yeah. yeah, oh yeah, laser cut billboard, laser cut signs are my favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so speaking of time time eras and periods of time, I want to ask a little bit. We'll we'll quickly get off of the uh, kits here, and I want to kind of talk about what is your favorite era to model. What what when you had your you have your layout currently, right? Or did you? No, I don't. I tore it down. Okay. Well, so no, what, it's torn down. But my my favorite era? Yeah, I would say probably the forties to early fifties. Okay, so that's a little bit after ours. We we like to do. We're doing the late thirties. Just coming out of the Depression era, very early, the World War II. very early forties, but it's similar. It's a very similar era yeah. as far as buildings, um, and I, and you can see that in what you in what you model. But I was just kind of intrigued in into what what you like to work on. What's your favorite era? Your favorite styles? And what's that? Yeah, you know, I like I like the thirties, the forties, you know, the early fifties. It gets gets any earlier than that, I start to get you know. It just doesn't grab me as much. Yeah. Um, I like I like little towns. I like you know the you know the small town feel where it's the things you would see in little small towns with the short little main streets and right. maybe four or five you know brick structures with you know uh, uh, you know a country store on the corner or you know a little fix it shop here and there. Those are the things that grab me. You know, like if you look at my kid Linda's luncheonette, that's something else you would see in some and pretty much any little small town, mm-hmm. and you know it could be modeled in any era. Right. Yeah, and that's and that's what I have as a note. I wrote a bunch of notes out here for tonight, and one of the things I wrote down was your kits. Uh, they offer it's a it's a unique small town. I don't want to say Norman Rockwell. Because his were like his paintings. Yeah, you're you're picturing picture perfect. It's not like that. It's 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 got that similarity, but it's 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 everything you see in a small town of just about any era, uh, to me. And um, that's and I, I love that. You know, because there's especially for for the modeler, you hit just about any modeler can grab your kit and say i can make this work for my era which is which is yeah, really when cool I, when i'm when i'm laying them out i like you know i like to give them the ability they could but they could bump it up into the 60s if they wanted in most cases they could mm-hmm. bump, you can knock it back into the 30s if you wanted to right you know it's not you know try i try to leave a lot of flexibility when i do them yeah 
you know, and granted, I end up, like I said, I end up falling on the building them dingy and dirty, but, <laughs> you know, you could build them nice and neat and clean, too. So, you know, it's, uh, now, but like I said, they all end up dingy and dirty. Oh, yeah. Nope. Well, the um, I, I and I had one other question here I wanted to hit and I and we mm-hmm. talked with I've asked this with a couple of the other people we've had on the show. Um, and I, it just I find it interesting and usually people answer it the same way, but it's always fun to ask. So do you like when you see people um, online posting about posting your kits or you see other people post pictures of your kits? Do you like seeing when they build them to prototype or do you, do you enjoy more seeing them when people take something that they bought from you and they turn it into just something completely, completely different than what the box even had? Or do you even see that very often? Um, I, I enjoy seeing when somebody takes it and just has a ball with it, you know, whether they just go nuts and, and bash it or, you know, whatever they do. And I like, I love seeing what anybody does with that. Cause I really, when I put them out there, I like to see what comes back and see, see what in other people's minds to say, right. Hey, I never even thought of doing that to that kid. Right. You know, and <laughs> it's, it's almost and like it's amazing how many times I've had somebody come back and, and do something. And I've seen they sent me a picture and I'm like, wow, I've never even thought of doing that. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Probably as you know, from, and we're not we're not professional artists by I mean maybe other people think we are but I don't think that any of us probably would tell would consider ourselves that but uh, uh, it's cool from from that from your eye to another person's eye and they're what they're what they're interpreting from your kit to just completely go crazy with it it's probably cool to see what they thought about it and what they what they dreamt in their heads with your buildings. Yeah, I like to give them the bonds and let let them see what they run with, you know. I mean, there's been a, a couple of my kits I've put out that are really generic and really basic, and mm-hmm. I've seen people run away with them and do Just a lot of different things with them. Yeah. That, that's pretty cool. Where, feeling, too, where, 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 where it's really great. Because you've already built it the way you interpret it. Yeah, you've seen it so, that way. So to have somebody send the photos back and it looks exactly like you did, you're kind of like, eh, I already did that. Well, I can give you a perfect example of that. I can give you a perfect example of that. If if you look at my K&W Butter Company. Yes, I love that one. I oh did it. God. I did it. It's two buildings side by side, mm-hmm. um, you know, with three smokestacks and, and, you know, a dock in the whole nine yards. And then, a, you know, an office, you know, an office to the right. Now, I sent that to um, Gator Dave, um, who sells Gator Foam. Yeah. Uh, and I, I sent that kit up to him and asked him to build that. And he came back with a totally different structure. <laughs> and if you check out my Facebook page, there's pictures of it on my Facebook page. Um, and he came back with a totally different idea of that kit. And he put the... Uh, Put the office in the front. He put the 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 you know the factory building in the back. He built a covered um, covered walkway joining the uh, office to the to the factory. It's it's uh, actually it's now my display model for the shipper shows, and it's actually amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. 
And, and with those big so. kids like that, you can just, you know, you can do so much with them. And I think what yeah, I've seen a lot of people take big kits and make them exactly the way they're supposed to be. They, they, you know, they, they were intended to be made, or however they were made originally. And um, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that sometimes. I guess they, you know, they spend money and they get the bigger kit and they know, oh, hey, you know what? I invested a lot in this I, and I and I was drawn to it. I saw it this way, so I kind of want to make it that way because that's what I had in my eye when I when I bought it. And and I and I understand that end of it too. You know, I mean, for some people, that's that's what they saw, that's what they wanted. It fit their layout. That's what they that's what they were interested in. So they build it that way. Right. And also they're afraid of maybe some people were a little leery about trying to change things, you know, and that's not they're not comfortable with that. So Well with K and W, I I went to Springfield in January mm-hmm. and I had to literally explain to everybody that the model that they were looking at was a kit bash. Uh-huh. And that I had to have I had actually had to print out a picture <laughs> of my original to so people didn't realize think they were getting the kit you know, bash. the covered walkway and so forth. Right. And I said, Look, right. this is a kit bash. <laughs> this is this is the kit you're getting and I still ended up selling a bunch. That's awesome. Um that you know, that people wanted to take it and, and do exactly what David done with it. So David did a wonderful job on it. Yeah. But to that regard, you know, I have one sitting here right now that I've got all sorts of plans for that I want to get to at some point over the next couple next <laughs> couple months. And actually I think Brett uh Brett, I think you just built it. Uh, Tucker from Jeff. Yeah, I'm working yeah. on it right now. Tucker Factory. Yep. Yeah, I have I have that sitting here, and uh, I have some plans for that to bash that around <laughs> a little bit. I'm, I'll uh, to yeah. have some fun with that one. I uh, um, it's sitting here in a box right now. I think the only two kits that I've done to the book were were uh, not to the book, and I and I added a little bit of. Custom. Yeah, you can't say the book because you don't read directions. No, I don't look at, at all. Yeah, honestly, ever. I, the directions that come in most of the kits, including yours and Jeff's, I've, I've, I've pushed them to the you side. Throw them in the trash. Yeah, and I, <laughs> and I just look, I look at the box and I'm like, all right, I figure it out. So, uh, um, well, Jeff's, you know, Jeff's, that that and everybody else. Yeah, I, it's it's more fun that way. Well, so, I, w- I will say one thing about the directions for but, the that Kenny puts out because I looked at his um, for Bob's bait and beer. I really didn't. I really didn't need to because I mean it wasn't a structure that was real hard to figure out. Um, but what I loved about your instructions, it may be the single most precise instructions, and not just on the build of it, but um, it's very readable. Uh, you, you actually structure everything as far as your oh. way you write it well, and then you include tons of tips on how to do things. Uh, not so much for for somebody like Brett or myself or you know uh, other people that we've mentioned tonight, but but people that are just we the other people we spoke about are just now getting into it. Right. You provide a lot of really cool ideas and tips for them and how to go about doing things. There's some separate sheets in there, I believe, on how to do it. Um, other things that yeah, would pertain believe, to any model. You even um, when you're when with blue slipper, I shouldn't say I didn't read them because I did read it. But uh, yeah, you provided a couple of different methods for painting the brick, which was pretty cool. 
um, if I recall right, if I mm-hmm. recall correctly, you, you it's just well, you're, you're telling um, people. I, I'm I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right up now that I'm not taking credit for for all my instructions. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, and we we uh, uh, we. I, know, I, I, think I, I take credit for parts of them, but yeah, we well, know, is, I have a guy that that writes my instructions for me. Yeah. Um, and and you probably know who he is, Dave Kriswick. Uh, oh yeah, Dave's workbench. Yeah. He yep, does my instructions for guy. me. Dave's awesome. And, yep. uh, yep. He, um, but I've been sending him stuff for three or four years now. Well, he yeah, he's, he's a, and, uh, he's him good. and I got a pretty good relationship going and, uh, yep, and he, we, uh, pretty much knocks out the bulk of my instructions. I mean, I, I have my inputs into him, but for the most part, he, uh, he does it from the view of a builder. Yeah. And he does it. He does it from the view job. of a guy who has to, has to go through and build it. And, uh, that's good. He does a really good job for me, and that's a it's a win win situation for him and myself. So, uh, right. well, and it works out for me. Dave's well, probably listening. To his credit and your credit for. I was going to say Dave's probably listening right now, so uh, that's a good shout out to Dave. <laughs> thank, thank you, Dave. But yeah, but, but we uh, we talk with him a lot. He's and Dave was probably listening, going, "I hope he gives me credit for this." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and it's in your kit, so it's, it says a lot for your. For your, for you as a as a businessman, and, having his having that quality of instructions <laughs> in your kit uh, is is a is a huge feather in the cap for your product and right, and that's a whole and, skill on its well, own. Thank you, man. That's, yeah. that's a whole skill on its own. Yeah, you know, like so. I said, Dave, it, it's probably the hardest part of it for me uh, to to think think that whole process through. And Dave does a wonderful job building the kit, mm-hmm. and you know, giving uh, insights from the from the. Uh, the side of a builder, right? Yeah, so he's a funny dude. Some of his he put some photos out there. He just did a dentist a dentistry shop, a store of some kind, mm-hmm. and he made a big giant tooth on the front of it. And he he sent that to me in a private message uh, before he posted it up on Facebook. And he said, "What do you think of this?" I said, "Oh man, that is that is cool. It's it's got a touch of humor, but." It's it doesn't look out of place. You would think it almost looks cartoonish, but it's not. And he he's he's yeah he's a he's a he's a great guy. You know he's got a sense of humor. And he's a great builder. Yeah, he's definitely. a great. He is definitely a great builder. And um, I, yep. I yeah, love the um, guy. So very cool. Yeah. Now, um, one of the things I wanted to touch on before we wrap it up here today is the um. You know, we, you, I'm building a, a building out of Annapolis. It's down your neck of the woods, mm-hmm. and um, you know, the Shiplap House. I don't know if you, you, if you were remember that house at all. If you've seen it before, I decided I was going to start building it. But oh yeah, I've um, seen it. Oh, uh, and I, and, I, and I, it was one. Of, I went down there, took photos all over that town. I I love that town. I could live in that town. Oh my god! But I have a I have a file of thousand photos from Annapolis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, every time we go down there, I'm taking more pictures. Oh, uh, and if I could if I could eat at Chicken Ruth's Deli every day for <laughs> breakfast, I would do uh, so. Oh my god! Have you ever eaten there? Chicken Ruth's is great. Oh, oh, more than once. Oh my gosh, it's great! It's the most cramped. I had cramps in there by the time I left because I'm a, I'm a six foot two, two hundred and twenty five pound man, and I could barely move in there. But um, I, yeah, it ain't big. I'm and... oh, sorry. You there? No, he was yeah, just saying yeah, it's here. not big. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
I had to stand and do the Pledge of Allegiance in the morning during my breakfast. It was awesome. The whole place stood up, and it was just, I told my wife, there was all those places to eat down there, and they were wonderful. And I was like, you know what? I said, I know we could eat at a couple other places for breakfast down there. There's another place that specializes in breakfast. And I said, we're going back here tomorrow. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even care about it anywhere else. But anyways, um, I took photos down there all over the place. And because that's kind of what we're trying to model our area is that area, Chesapeake Bay region. And um, of mm-hmm. course, Annapolis being the ancient city. And, and I thought, well, you know what? This is a really, the shiplap house is a really cool house. And, and then of course you, found out about that and you contacted me and said, Hey, you know what? I, I, I think I can help you with the bricks, which is great. And I appreciate that. Um, it, it, they, you, I sent you the measurements. You said, you know, let me know what you need. And, and I hope you don't mind me mentioning this. If not, we can cut this out, but, um, nope, go ahead. okay. And, um, you, you, you cut them and they were, they were, I sent you the measurements and I brought, I, I got them out of the bag when you sent them back to me and with the walls. And I was like, Oh my God, these are the walls. These are exactly like what I sent. And I took the windows that I had had the tissue windows and I tried to tried fitting them in. And I was like, they're dead on. And he did that from just measurements. I gave him. They were actually dead on. Um, and that's why you drew and you drew them on a bar napkin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did. And, um, <laughs> pretty funny. And, you know, so it was, um, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, not the best drawings in the world, and yeah, you 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 nailed it. And and the chimney matches well, match up. So I'm really excited. That's um, something I'm going to pick up on again as soon as I'm done with this garage, and uh, and get to the shiplap. And um, I I, I want to. I started painting those brick walls that you make, and and the, what I'm getting at here is that you you have on your website some brick uh, modular walls that you make. And I, I need the listeners mm-hmm. out there to know that, that um, you know, he's going to be selling these brick modular walls. I don't know. Are they for sale yet? Or are you doing that? Or They're not for sale yet. I'm get actually in, almost done figuring out how to market them. Because mm-hmm. um, right now, if I count correctly, there's like 23 different walls. Wow. Yeah. Um, with different window combinations or door combinations. Right. Um, so I'm trying to figure out the best way to market them to make it the least confusing for the modeler. Sure. Um, and how to, how to fit them together. So, well, um, but they're, they should, I should have those out within the next month or so. Well, the, the, the way that they're cut and the way that, the way that they're laser cut and the way that I needed to, you know, I knew it was I could have done a million ways to to paint them. Uh, they're very easy to work with, and they're be, very easy to duplicate uh, a nice looking brick. Um, I was able to take the photo, and I just kept it up all the time on my phone and up here on my workbench, looking at the actual photo. And I am trying to make this one entirely prototype, and and I I had so much fun reproducing it from the photo and your, your, your brick walls accepted the paint the way I needed them to. And it was just, it, when I was done and I showed it to some of my, uh, some of the, uh, some other modeler friends of mine and they were like, wow, you just, you, you know, you smoked it. I mean, and that's attributed to the fact that those walls were probably the 
best walls I've ever had to work with, with accepting paint and uh, doing, you know, some walls aren't as forgiving. They don't always do what you need them to do. Uh, they were great. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So that's great to uh, hear. That's what I look for. You know, that's, uh, you know, why we do this. <laughs> now you also do a lot of O scale stuff as well on the, on the building supplies, that type of thing. Um, fan um not a, not a, I, I do a lot of, not as many kits. Um, I think I'd count right now. I think I have three or four. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a good amount of windows, doors, uh, that kind of stuff for the O scale builders. Okay. Um, well, I just I'll rolled out a couple thing. more, couple more cargo doors about about two weeks ago. What we need you to do is, and I've been harping on this for maybe six or seven of our different episodes, is somebody out there in this hobby world has a laser cutter needs to come up with sewer drains, and now there <laughs> are some out there. Sewer drains and manhole covers that that you don't just get like three to a bag for ten dollars. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I see them and I'm like, yeah, I want to put I want to put these on my I want to put sewer you know drains and manhole covers on. I want some nice ones that look real. I, I'm trying to figure out ways I can make them myself and save money. And and I'm like, yeah, but they don't look professional. They're not look good. They look good. So I went to shop for them, and most of the people that have them have like you get like three or four, maybe eight. But then if you get eight of them, you're looking at twelve. You're know, looking at fifteen, twenty bucks, and they're they're mm-hmm. they're literally the size. They're half the size of a dime if they're if they're that. You know, right? Um, but that's that I, might that's be a little right. tough to cut. We'll have to. Yeah, we don't have the yeah, cutter. Yeah, I, so. I get that. But um, I actually I cut some manhole covers into some of my sidewalks. Oh, did you? Wow. Uh, yeah, I think they're oh, on. My, cool. I think they're on my website actually. Uh, yeah. I th- I'm looking at it now. Uh, I I don't think they're Do they on have the, the manhole covers. I'm looking at the sidewalks that I got from you. Oh, I got the brick sidewalks, so they're not yeah. on that. You got the brick ones. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're on the they're on the concrete sidewalks, and I think the concrete sidewalks in the set, one of them has a manhole cover etched into it. Oh, that's cool. I'm that's looking definitely now. Something I'm going to oh look yeah, it see. does. Yeah, you have the manhole cover and the storm drain. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. Very cool. Well, that's great. No, I I was talking about like ones you put out in the street though, where you can just you know, right. randomly place them. And well, but, let's see what I can uh, work on. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure there or anything, you know. No but, pressure, no rush. <laughs> no, so, but those so, are awesome. Is there new directions or anything that you're looking at in the in the hobby world? Or I mean, I know time permits, uh, you know, what you can do, what you can't, of course. But uh, I know you um, you plan on some extra kits that you talked about earlier that are coming out. But yeah. um, no e- new directions at the moment. Either yeah, that, uh, like or, I said. Uh, uh, I was gonna say either that, or is there anything you just wanna that you wanna put, you know, add to yeah. our conversation here? No, I think we've covered most of it. Uh, like I said, right now I'm working on my, you know, larger kit for the end of the year. Mm-hmm. That's probably gonna take the bulk of my time for the next month or so. Um, right. Gearing up for the show. You know, I have a couple other ideas for uh, yeah, gearing up for the show. That always that's always fun. And I will be I will be there. I will definitely see you there at the expo. Um, Brett Brett will not be able to make it um, no. because he's doing a hundred mile run that week. And, uh, 
Yeah, what a what a what a lazy what a lazy slob. Uh, what a lazy way to get out of it. <laughs> I I do think we're gonna try and do a live remote or something up there uh, for that, and uh, we're uh-huh. I'm gonna walk around and interview a lot of people and and uh, a lot of the modelers and some of the contest stuff that's going on, and uh, so I, I believe we're even gonna be setting setting a table up at the show. So um, okay. It, that's well, uh, the 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 contest room is top notch. The people oh, there are great. Yeah, and uh, definitely come by and we'll talk, or I'll hit your table oh. and we'll sit down and talk. Oh well, definitely. Oh, you're you're gonna be one of my very first people, man. And we're gonna get together as well up there and uh, after the show and uh, share a beverage. You'll have to but, have a, you'll yeah, have, yeah. Have, have one for me there because I'll be run. I'll yeah. be I'll still be running. <laughs> you will be still running. You'll still be running. Yeah. yeah 100, 100 straight miles it is, nonstop. So, Where are you going, Ragnar? No, it's uh, it's called Pinhoti, Pinhoti 100. It's uh, the length of Talladega National wow. Forest. Uh, oh, my God. But it's not a relay. It's a it's me solo 100 miles. Yeah. Ouch. So, yeah, because Ragnar is a relay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that that's my painful experience that weekend. So while you guys are having fun, I'll be uh, I'll be in the woods crying. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll we'll, uh, we'll 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 lift one to you. There you go. There you go. Now, any uh, any how do you see the future of the hobby right now? Um, actually, I think the hobby's in a great place right now. I think I st- I'm starting to see more and more female builders. Um, I'm starting to see more and more younger builders, um, which is a good thing. Um, and the fact that, uh, a lot of my orders over the last month have been from women now, whether they're ordering for their husbands, I don't know, but But I've seen a lot of women, women orders, which is, which leads, you know, leads me to believe there's a lot of women modelers coming up. Oh Yeah. I know. I wonder our, what it's which, you know, a good thing. I want our Facebook and our Instagram page. I know there's a, there's quite a few female uh, people that interact with us now more and more, especially on Instagram. We get a lot of people, that, a lot of ladies that do diorama work and stuff on Instagram. Right. Yeah, I'm noticing more and more. Uh, you know, you know, getting orders from more and more, more and more ladies than than I have in the past. So Very that's cool. a good thing. We've been doing those live remotes uh, or live the live builds uh, from our phones late at night when we're bored out of my, our minds and we want to come in here and work on our workbenches. And we've been doing a lot of them lately. And a couple times I've seen women in there in the thing making comments and 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 uh, of course uh, uh, definitely uh, you know hanging out at least watching, which is pretty cool. It's cool, yeah. You know, yeah, no, that is pretty cool. It's good to so, see. You. But I've seen a lot. I've seen lot, a lot more younger modelers too. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. where in the past it was it was a lot mostly older modelers, and and it's it's great to see younger guys getting involved. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm that, trying to rope that'll, in. That'll the, keep it moving forward. I'm trying to yep. rope in the younger demographic here a little bit. Yeah, that's kind of a pretty good job of it. <laughs> Thank you. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's great. So cool. Well, yeah, that's a. Uh, I think we covered a lot of stuff here tonight. We did. We so, were on for a while. I think we did. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a long one, but uh, it was well worth it. And we want to thank you, uh, Kenny, for, for definitely sharing your time with us. We know you're a busy man. There's a lot going on. Um, kept you up late. Yeah. Kept you up late. Yep. But, well, guys, uh, thank you. It was great. You bet. Cool. Absolutely. 